This is the We Are Outdoorsmen podcast, built by outdoorsmen for outdoorsmen, presented by Parrot Outdoors and Max Lure. Oh, the top line. Top line just got there. Yes, there it is. <laughs> yeah, that was my fault. There we go. So, who does it again? All right. Welcome back to another episode of the We Are Outdoorsman podcast presented by Herod Outdoors and Max Lure. I am your producer and today a host of the podcast, Britton Ransford. And with me is Bob Loomis. Dad's out podcast dad Richie is out so we're coming to you live from the Ford Mobile studio in the Maxler parking lot um yeah uh, dad didn't leave us the keys to the the studio that the actual we are outdoorsman podcast studios um I think he was probably worried that we'd uh raid the alcohol cabinet and fill it back up with water before he got back right probably yeah. probably where is he at he, he's think, over in Spokane yeah, teaching, he's, yeah, he's teaching in people how to use a hose on a fire. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We could probably call him. Yeah, that's true. We should call Richie. Let's see, let's see if Richie wants to uh, <laughs> explain to everyone what he's doing and why he couldn't miss this very important. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a podcast for crying out loud. I mean, we just, got things to do. He just dropped the recorder off. So we're going to have to. Here we go. Let's see if you can hear this. What are you doing? You're teaching? Yep. Well, you're you're live on the podcast right now. Yeah. I am. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, we want to know why you're not here. Are you? I you're mean... teaching people how to use a hose. <laughs> I'm, I'm. I'm teaching leadership in a fire class. All right. You're teaching you know how to lead people into a fire. <laughs> how people. How other people lead people into fires. Can you uh, tell our listeners um, who's on the podcast today? The interview. Oh, oh, who is who it is today? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Today, today it's um, uh, isn't it Jeff? Jeff. Yeah. What'd you guys talk about? Oh, uh, we talked about cooking fishing. Perfect. I like Shalane. So. Do you yeah. uh do you have special coffee at leadership? You know, meetings. <laughs> no, we were talking about that this morning. That we wish we had special coffee. We, so. we we actually do, and we're sitting in the new Ford Studio, in the <laughs> in the Maxler parking lot. Uh, of course. <laughs> yeah. I got I gotta go, guys. Okay. Okay. Right, have have fun. Bye. Bye. All right. So so we did have uh, all three of us on the podcast today, as you can tell. Um, Richie is. Uh, Teaching very important stuff, um, but today, yeah, we do have Jeff on the podcast, and uh, what we woke up to. You no, know, this is going to air today or tomorrow. So, yeah, we woke up to. I mean, how much snow is on your four inches of snow? Four inches of snow. It's still on the, the truck right now in the, on the studio, um, mobile studio. Yeah, you wake up this morning and have to go freaking shovel the car out. We were going to go fishing today. Jeff bailed on us actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were going to go fishing tomorrow. And the weather report said it wasn't going to be very good. Today would have been pretty cold. Yeah, yeah. Today would have. Well, I mean, you know, welcome to uh, north central Washington spring weather. If you wait five minutes, you know, it'll uh, it'll change. I know. It's, it's really cramping. I'm supposed to be golfing this weekend. Uh-huh. And now there's snow on the golf course. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go start shoveling after work today. <laughs> we were supposed to go fishing now. That, yeah. that was the most important thing, and we had to bag on it because Jeff bagged on us, and he we had clients. Get, yeah, he ended up getting a trip that he'd you know, rather take people for money rather than do it for free. Yeah, yeah, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, we haven't done a whole lot of fishing. I don't know if we've talked to you guys since we went up to Roosevelt for. It was two days. I thought it was one. Um, we. I, I'd had it on the calendar for, I guess, a couple weeks, and I knew we were going to go up with Richie and go film a trout show on Lake Roosevelt, and I it was a Monday, and so Mondays are awful for me anyway. I hate coming to work. I hate doing anything on Monday, but uh, I got up early and got with you guys, and the first thing Bobby says, is that all you're bringing? I said, yeah, I just had a little bag with my camera stuff in it, and halfway through the day, I said, 
you know, I'm going to go, I had dinner plans that night and I was going to go do this. He's like, no, we're going to have, you know, Vicky's chili. And I said, why are we staying here for, why are we staying up here for, for dinner? He's like, well, we're, we're fishing tomorrow. And so I found out halfway through there, through the trip <laughs> that it was a two day trip. So we had to make a, a nice little stop down to the, uh, what was it, IG or the Safeway or whatever and go pick up some deodorant and toothpaste. And I got a really cool toothbrush, pink one. It, like, actually, like, folds. <laughs> it folds into, like... A Barbie toothbrush. It was It's really cool. I keep it, and now it's in my, my travel bag. But, uh... <laughs> a Barbie toothbrush in your travel bag. Well, it's like a transformer. It's... It, oh, okay. It, like, folds into itself. Got ya. Got ya. But, um... Anyway, so we went up there, and fishing was, eh. Yeah. We thought it was really going to be good because we weren't in the water five minutes and, and we caught about a four-pound kokanee. And we thought, oh, my God, this is going to be off the hook. And then that storm front started coming in and we proceeded to not catch a whole heck of a lot other than you did get that nice three-and-a-half-pound rainbow. Yeah, like nine later. hours later. Yeah. Oh, my God, it was hideous, man. We knew where we could find the walleye, and yeah. you know, between the wind and everything, it was tough to stay on top of them, but we did, what, pull in four or five walleye. Yeah. Um, so we ended up with a couple trout, uh, a really nice kokanee, and about four or five walleye all in all together. It wasn't an awful trip. Probably not enough to uh, you know, grace your eyeballs on a television show, but we'll keep working on it and add to it. Um, Richie's usually pretty good at, at that, but we, we can only do so many Max Lure shows where we don't catch fish. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, that first fish you caught, that kokanee was really nice. We posted a picture of it. You caught it on the coconut glow, yeah. the new one, and uh, I think you did use the pink and purple, or it was all pink, one of the two. But mm, I think it was, I don't remember. I thought it was orange. I, who knows? <laughs> it was, we used a colored, a colored lure, and it caught a fish. Yeah. Um, but since then, we haven't fished at all. We've had plans to go down and fish uh, the lower Columbia for walleye haven't made that work i'm supposed to be going next friday to go down and fish with another pro staffer guide staffer down there um we'll see how that goes i don't know yeah well Um, i mean one way or another we got to get out i mean it's it's you know that that time of year but you know this weather holy cow i mean we go from uh you know what was it 67 degrees one day last week on thursday or something and you know, we had uh, two inches of snow yesterday morning, four inches of snow again this morning, and it's supposed to snow off and on for the next couple of days. Yeah, I'm moving. I think I'm going to move. <laughs> going back to Arizona. I already. I don't even have socks. Like, I put all my socks away because I wear Birkenstocks or flip-flops, you know. All, <laughs> as soon as the weather yeah. calls for it, I do that. Well, I picked you up yesterday or yeah. two days ago. Yeah. You know, he had to drop the uh, the studio off at the, the Ford garage. Yeah. And uh, it was... It was snowing, and you were wearing flip-flops and shorts. Yeah. You know, you can will it as much as you want, but the weather around here doesn't like to cooperate. Well, when, once you get into March, it's it's short time. So, But so, I will say today I did put long pants on. So That is good. Yeah. That's very good. It, and we showed up wearing the same damn sweatshirt. <laughs> so we're matching. I just don't have a damn bandana around my neck. Yeah. Too bad. Yeah. You could be cool like It me. literally says made in China on the front of it right there. It does not. It says 100% it, cotton it made do, in China. No, it does not. It does. It's the front of it. It's the I, only thing that, the only words on the front of it. I'll cut it off. You need to. <laughs> um, is there, is there any fishing like working? I mean, we're going to talk about Chelan with Jeff here shortly, but um, sounds like they're kind of getting into some fish up there. Most of the walleye fishing is kind of slowing down because of the uh, spawn. Yeah. And, uh. So really, the the only thing that that's going right now is the uh, really is Chelan. Um, you know, most of the the lakes around here are still closed that have kokanee in them, and um, that doesn't open up till the fourth Saturday of this month. And once that opens up, obviously it it it's going to be a real good fishing in a number of the lakes around here, but. Uh, Right now, the only thing we got is Chelan. Well, that's good because we are going to take a break. And as soon as we get back from that break, Jeff is going to join us. And this should be a treat. So uh, Richie's going to interview Jeff when we get back. And uh, then we will wrap it up.
Well, today I'm talking with my buddy Jeff Bukowski on the telephone. We have this new process for recording conversations when we're far apart. So, how you doing today, Jeff? Best day of my life, Richie. <laughs> I think you say that every day, Jeff. Every, every day I wake up, I'm surprised. So, it's the best day of my life. There you go. <laughs> Probably, if you're a, a frequent listener of this podcast, you you might probably know Jeff. Uh, Jeff's been a guide on Lake Chelan for many, many years. Jeff, how long have you been uh, guiding up there? Well, I, I was very fortunate. My dad always made time to take me hunting and fishing, and I've been fishing Chelan since I was three years old, and this year will be my 18th year guiding on Chelan. And something new has happened for you with the guide business. Yeah, I've been working with Anton Jones and Daryl and Dad's him and Sandy, wonderful owners, were like family. I've been with them for 12 years, but they wanted to retire and made a generous offer to me. So I bought Daryl and Dad's last September. So it's just me now. I am the face of Daryl and Dad's. <laughs> yeah, he's a one-man operation at this point, but that's great. I think. Oh gosh, and you tell so many stories about all your customers and and how much fun you having you've had doing this business. So I'm sure that you're just going to keep doing that. I, I'm so lucky. I, I have dozens and dozens. After 17 years, this will be my 18th, but. People that have fished with me over 30, 40, and 50 times. Yeah, and, that, you know, after five, six times, they're not customers. We're friends. Yeah. And, yeah. and after 50 times, they're family. <laughs> they call me and text me when their baby girl's having a, a, a baby and, you know, they're a grandpa or a grandma. It's, it's wonderful. I will that never, is. I will never quit guiding. I, I just enjoy it so much. That's great. Yeah, I, I know. I hear we hear lots of stories. Bobby and I hear all kinds of stories about all these folks that you've guided in the past and and their, you know, what's going on in their lives. So yeah, clearly it's something that you enjoy. So when when you um, take folks out, you kind of target two different fisheries. You're after either lake trout or kopee, isn't that right? Yes, sir. Uh, my main focus is the Mackinac, or what everybody calls lake trout. I call them Max mm -hmm. um, because you never know. They average two to four pounds, and I average over 17 years about a fish an hour. Sometimes we get 20 fish in a, in a day or sometimes two fish, but... What excites me and keeps me awake the night before a trip is that you never know. The next bite you get could be a two-pound fish or the new state record over 35. What's the biggest one you've boated? Well, to backtrack a little bit, a 20-pound Mackinac in Washington State is a fish of a lifetime. Mm -hmm. And... In 17 years, my boat has got 34 over 20 pounds. Nice. And and my personal best, and it's just a fluke. I was out trying a new rig that I hand-tied on my own and dreamt up, which is like tying your own fly. You know, you. Oh, I hope sure. a fish bites it. But uh, my boat record, and I got it, was 27.6. 40-inch fish, gorgeous. But as as proud as I am of that, uh, it's still eight pounds below the state record. So I, I've, I've got a goal to do. Last year, an uh, eight-year-old kid got a 26-and-a-half-pound fish, and he fought that. Dad had to help him hold the rod after half an hour, but that little kid <laughs> did every turn of the reel. And I'm not proud of this because I'm a family guide, but when I saw that fish coming up, I said, you lucky little bleepity bleep, that's a new boat record. <laughs> because I, I thought that kid beat me. <laughs> but yeah. it was just, it was less than a pound below. But it is just, it's, it's wonderful. You know, when I first moved to this area uh, many, many years ago, I'd heard about fishing 
Mackinac up at Lake Chelan. I went up and did that for quite a while, and I, I really enjoyed kind of hunting for them and learning how to do it. And I don't think I've ever broke 20 pounds, but I've I've caught some in the high teens, and uh, it, it's a lot of fun. But most people go to Lake Chelan to fish for kokanee. It's become quite the fishery there, wouldn't you say? Oh, the winter fishery has just blown up due to the Internet. Um, it, Chelan, ever since I was three years old, Chelan has always been popular for kokanee um, April to mid-June. Okay, mm-hmm. the kokanee bite's coming on, and everybody's down at Lakeside fishing in that 60 feet of water, and they're loading them up. I've been, like I said, I've been guiding on Chelan for a long time for Max, and like everybody else, I I believed it. Old guys were telling me and that kokanee don't bite in the winter, and you know they just go dormant. And I believed that. Why wouldn't I? They know more than me. So, but I would always see see these pods at around a hundred feet all throughout the year in everywhere from 25 mile creek down and god those those are kokanee i'm sure but old guys told me they don't bite well i don't know a dozen years ago my friend pepe you know let's go out in february i saw some nice kokanee the other day let's go fish them and he said no (laughs) it's cold (laughs) it's freezing and i said you know i i really those are salmon, man. They got to feed all year round. I, I just, it always stuck in my head. Dad taught me. Grandpa taught me. Everybody in Chelan taught me. They don't bite in the winter. Well, they're salmon. How how could they not feed? So we went out and we marked a big pot of kokanee in a blizzard in February. And it, it took about five hours, but we got our limit. In in the winter time, as a fishing guide I, I, in Chelan, I starve, <laughs> and I thought, man, if I if I could promote this, maybe I can get a couple trips a month or half a dozen trips a month in the winter. You know, I could buy more smokes and <laughs> be able to, you know, survive until spring. And uh, so over the years, I, I've done quite a few posts and been lucky enough to do several TV shows and promote that. And okay. an example, this uh, just ended, or it was just on Saturday, a couple days ago, the Kokney Junkies Fishing Derby, 65 teams, I and almost that. and almost every boat limited. Yeah, and these these are people from California. The guy who won it is from Idaho, right? And and I looked at so many posts. I looked at all the rigs they were using, and I just laughed. There's just these bizarre colors and spinner blades, and you know, just but they all caught fish. So right. good, good for them. I'm glad it was a a good derby. But I started that. Don't tell people yeah. because nobody believes it. <laughs> well, it's it's so funny how all, with yeah. internet, you know, somebody who's never fished land. The guy who came in third place, for example, posted that this is only my fourth year of kokanee fishing ever in his life, and he came right. in fourth fourth place. So. You know, it, it's a wonderful fishery for families and kids, and it, it's tough in the winter. Your downriggers freeze. There's ice in your your kicker motor. You have to punch ice off it if you left it overnight in the water. And But uh, it's really neat that all of these people can just walk right into Chelan, and social media has taught them exactly what to do. They don't even have to network. Right. Don't have to call me and say, Jeff, what? How do you catch kokanee on Chelan? Nobody calls me. <laughs> All they do is they ne- or they just social media, and it, it's kind of cool. Everybody just walked in and got their limits of fish in a brutal fifteen degree weather in Chelan. That, that's that's cool. 
Well, I think it's the way most fisheries are, you know. Uh, somebody tries something new and different, and then the next thing you know, it kind of caught on, and, and, and the way you go on, on a fishery. Uh, you know, I'm glad that you tried that, because just look how many people were having fun here the other day. So uh, let's talk a little bit about where you find fish. You know, one of the things, uh, I've been really fortunate, because uh, Bobby and I have fished for Kokanee, and gosh, I counted it up the other day. I was talking about it in my seminar, something like, five or six different states and up in British Columbia and we fished all times of year through the ice and and early spring and then the heat of summer um but shall I and I'm so I'm over? so jealous of you for that <laughs> you get you get to fish all these wonderful new fisheries yeah. and different locations and yeah I'm, I'm jealous like a schoolgirl. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it's been it's been really fun, and I feel very fortunate have, to have done it. But one of the things you do learn when you get to go that many places is just, you know, how are, how are lakes different, but how are they the same? And, you know, how do kokanee bite differently in each lake, and how do they bite the same? And and there are there are definitely some trends, but I would say one thing, you know, is Lake Chelan, it never freezes over, uh, and, but like most lakes, when – uh, cold conditions come along we find water temperatures really change by depth and so one of the things that you taught me the first time i started fishing uh in the months is that the fish find a thermocline so maybe describe that a little bit like wh- what are they doing there and uh, where is it and and, and uh, are the fishes schooled as much as they are when it's warmer okay great question Kokanee, ideally, want to live in 54 degrees. That's their ideal situation. Chelan, in the heat of summer, the surface temperature might be 74. Right. But the thermocline in Chelan, or and let me back up, in the wintertime, that surface temperature might be 38. So, right. wow, those are wide variances for that 54-degree ideal temperature kokanee want. But in Chelan, and I've been lucky, I've been privy to many studies on the lake, the majority of Lake Chelan, the thermocline is at 103 feet. Mm -hmm. And everybody knows thermocline is where cold water from the bottom meets the warmer surface temperature or warmer water from the surface. And that's where the plankton is going to gather because plankton are not good swimmers. They're free drifters. That's what plankton means is free drifter. So they're subject to the current and all the fish want to be at that thermocline because that's where the food is. And kokanee do really well down to about 44 degrees. The surface temperature say 71 in the summer the thermocline at 103 the the temperature never changes year round below that it's 42 to 44 degrees from from the thermocline to the bottom year round when when i'm trying to i'm trying a new spot on lake chelan well even i know that (laughs) the thermocline's at 103 so I'm going to start exploring at the thermocline. Now, I'm I'm an old-school fisherman. I'm 60 years old. I have fished downriggers for over 45 years. I can never get bit at a zero or five. If somebody tells me me that, oh, man, the coconut are biting at 100, I don't believe them. I put it at 99 or 101. And I light them up. <laughs> I, I just, and any fisherman that puts their downrigger on a zero or five, you're not going to get bit. So, any, and also kokanee and all salmon, they do not see down well. They see forward and up. And so I, thermoclines at 103, let's say I'm fishing 48 miles up lake. And I've never fished here before, so I'm going to put it at 98. I wanted a few feet above where those fish are likely to be because that's where the food is. And even if my sonar shows no fish, 
sometimes all four rods go off. Because, uh, I mean, one thing that I found on fishing, and especially with you, is a lot of times we don't mark fish, but as long as we're in that zone, we're going to pick up fish. And, and again, it, it's not a solid rule. This is the only place or only depth I fish. Right. Uh, right. Like all salmon, the best bite is half an hour before daylight and the first couple hours of morning, low light conditions. And then also, you know, the low light conditions in the evening. There's all kinds of variables. Man, it was blowing like an SOB on Chelan last night. So it was blowing from the east. So all of the, the free swimmer, free swimmers, plankton, are going to be against that west shore. Where where am I going to fish? <laughs> right. I'm going to fish. Yeah. I'm going to fish where the food is. So, uh, and early in the morning, maybe those kokanee are in a hundred feet of water, thirty eight feet down. Yeah. But generally speaking, if I'm going to fish blind, do do your logic. What makes sense? Okay, I'm going to fish blind, and I'm going to fish at 98 right at the thermocline. Right. So we got we, – Jeff and I need to tell a, a, a fun story. Uh, I don't know what it's been <laughs> now. Maybe four years? I don't know. Yeah, four, four, four or five years. Yes, sir. Talking to Jeff on the phone in the, in the uh, winter and not much going on for either one of us. Hey, let's get together and go fishing. Sure. So I went up and – put the boat in and away we went we went out and started targeting kokanee and we were catching them here and there we're just having fun there's no pressure you know uh, he's not having to guide me we're just a couple friends and so we're talking about all kinds of stories and eventually we just decided that we didn't really care if we you know got a whole bunch or not and so he basically pointed the boat up the lake and we just took off and and uh it turns out we ended up getting our limit of fish <laughs> but uh uh, we had we had a pretty good time, and, and, and the funny part of this story is not so much that we were going in a straight line, but that for a while we were laughing and telling stories, and we were, hadn't gotten bit, and we were kind of like, I wonder if we should check our bait, and we pulled our gear up, and and we had no corn on. <laughs> we were so busy, <laughs> we had no bait. <laughs> well, you're you're being very kind because. Uh, and it, it is hilarious because, uh, again, no pressure. We weren't filming. We weren't testing new gear. We were just two guys going out fishing for fun. Yeah. And brutal cold. You have pictures so, of that, of icicles ha- hanging from the side, off the canvas, off the riggers. Brutal yeah, cold. Snowing, too. <laughs> and snowing. But a cool thing is we were the only dumb people on the entire lake. <laughs> we never saw another boat. We had the yep. entire Lake Chelan all to ourselves. Yep. And we we were lucky. We got, our, we got bit right away. We had a box full of fish and... And we're counting, and, you know, Richie, I need three more. You need two more. But like you said, at one point, all I did is let the autopilot drive it straight up lake. I didn't even look forward for three hours. <laughs> we were the only boat We were the only boat there. Inside the, the cabin with that heater blaring, it was, you know, 70 degrees, nice and warm, and, we took off a couple layers, and actually, I think I was laying down on one of the benches with my feet across. Yeah. And we, we, like you said, we were laughing and telling stories, reminiscing about past fishing trips, and and of course, I, all, we were talking about chicks. I was. Yeah. You, you weren't because uh, your wife Vicky doesn't like when you talk about chicks, but yeah, I was, and. They're just having a wonderful time, no concern, not even looking yeah. forward. And it was either you or me, and it had been way over an hour, probably longer. You yeah. or me said, God, we haven't had a bite in a long time. Well, side note, we hadn't been looking at the rods. <laughs> Maybe we should check our gear. 
And every rod, we, we reeled in all four rods, and every rod came up with nothing, no corn whatsoever, not a piece of corn skin, not a remnant. And do you know how many times a kokanee has to bite a rig to take the skin off and the yeah. remnants? We so every, <laughs> every rod got bit multiple times. And after about the third rod with no bait, you were looking at me kind of sideways, and I said, well, remember, Richie, I am a professional. <laughs> so, and yeah. and and after and you know what the the biggest point of the story is we didn't care. Oh, we didn't. We care. had a box full of fish, a, a lake all to ourselves, in this wonderful virgin wilderness. And who cares? It was fun yeah. with with my friend, and I think we. You know, we okay, we got serious for an hour, and we put bait on, and we paid attention, and like a groundhog, I poked my head out of the warm hole occasionally to sniff, and okay, there's a bite. <laughs> so we ended up with just a wonderful day. We ended up with our limits, and but uh, no, it was just a really cool time. No, no pressure. But yeah, I'll never forget that. Yeah, never forget. I am a professional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> professional guide, Lake Chelan. <laughs> yeah, I like to say it's one of my favorite memories of a good trip. But and it and that kind of segues and probably to our last topic we're going to talk about. If you if you all are subscribed to my YouTube channel and of course seeing the Northwest Outdoors and television shows, but you'll also see a few short films that. Uh, published on there and the last short film that i published is called kokanee craze you should recognize jeff's voice he did the voiceover for that and he's also appears in it and the whole point of uh, that particular short short film was to talk about how really wonderful a kokanee fishery really is and jeff mentioned it a little bit already but it's something that a family can do and you know, he pointed out that if they're biting good, anybody can do it. It's just wonderful. And uh, I guess my kind of final question or discussion for you, Jeff, is what does kokanee fishing mean to you? <laughs> well, it's always been in my head. I am on the hunt for big fish. I want the biggest fish of any species. Right. I don't care if it's a yellow perch. If I catch a 15-inch yellow perch, I'm going to blow up the Internet with that. If I I get a 40-pound king on the Hanford Reach, I used to guide that for years. And actually, I'm exaggerating. I never caught a 40. I got a 39-1 one time. I blew up the Internet with that. But kokanee is a family fishery. Or, you know what, no pressure. Let's just go out and fish and enjoy the wilderness. Let's watch the ospreys fish. Let's watch the bald eagles. Let's watch the other boats with binoculars staring at us. Hey, <laughs> Richie, you know, zip up your zipper. We've got binoculars yeah, on us. <laughs> <laughs> it's winter, man. You can't tell yeah. with that many layers on. Right. It, yeah. You know, it's it's all about the fun and laughing because you're – you're of course we're we're fishing hard you know we're we're looking at the sonar we have a game plan but we're fishing at an established depth we're not having to run back and forth and make hundreds of adjustments and it it's really just to back up i fish hundreds of kids a year we're really the only guide service in the the state that caters to families and little kids Every guide has kids once in a while, but I promote it. And a six-year-old little towhead girl princess never caught a fish to see her face when I put a rod in her hand and say, oh, honey, turn the reel the other way. Okay, okay, keep your blonde hair out of the reel. Let me hold it back because you're going to wind that up. And the look on her face. And I hate this expression. That's what it's all about because it's so overused on Facebook. Every fisherman posts, oh, this is what it's all about. 
But honestly, those kids with the fish, uh, that day that you and I spent where we laughed at how stupid we were for not checking our bait. Right. <laughs> that's what it's about, brother. Yeah, man, for sure. That's exactly right. And, and everywhere I've fished, it's that way. And, and like you say, it's not that we don't fish hard because we do, but, you know, you with cocaine, because they're schooling fish, you can have, you know, all four rods go off all at once. And, and uh, if you lose one, so what? We'll, we'll get another one. And, and it is something that families can do. So it's really, to me, it's, it's one of the most special fisheries we have here in the Pacific Northwest. And I think we're really lucky to do that. So, you know, thanks for taking everybody out and, and showing them that, Jeff. Oh, I, I, I just so enjoy it. And just a side note, you know, I was telling you that I've fished customers 40, 50 times. And over the years, many of them say, Jeff, what are you going to do when you retire? Well, my plan is that. I'm going to be in my mid-90s, and all of a sudden, I'll just tip over on the back deck. And I guess the boat is yours because I'm done with it. <laughs> that, honest to God, as long, as long as my hips and shoulders and stuff hold up, that's what I want to do, brother. I just, I love taking people out. And, of course, the relationships that I've developed over the years are amazing. But all of the new-time customers, too. I fish people yeah. from all over the country and all over the world. And and just to hear Texas accents or Georgia or Alabama, it, I'm so blessed and lucky to be exposed to that. I'm a hillbilly fishing guide in the middle of a little tourist town. And I fish people from all over the world. It, it's amazing. Yeah, it absolutely is. Well, all this talk of fishing makes me wonder why we're sitting around talking to each other on the phone and not in a boat somewhere. But but that aside, <laughs> I uh, appreciate your time, Jeff, and, and we'll have to do this again. It's pretty fun chatting with you. I know you have more stories, so we, we need to do this again. I I have a story or two after 57 years of fishing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about fishing people from all over the country, I had this wonderful family from Texas. It was a three-generation family last summer, and Grandma, was it was her turn. We take turns on the rods, and we were Mac fishing, and I get a nice bite, and I hook it up, and I, I turn around and say, okay, Grandma, fish on, fish on. And she's just kind of looking at me, smiling, and... and <laughs> Grandma, come on, fish on. And I swear to God, Reggie, she goes, I'm fixing to get there. <laughs> and I laughed and laughed, and I go, I've only seen that on TV. Do people in Texas really talk like that? Yeah. She, yeah. yeah. We never say we're getting ready or we're going to do something. We say we're fixing to get do it or get there. Oh, uh, it's just a memory burn. I'll never forget it. I'm fixing to get there. <laughs> that's why a guide, man, is for moments like that. See, that's what I'm telling you. Those those stories go on and on. Like I'm lucky I get to hear them all the time. But <laughs> all right, Jeff. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, uh, all right, Richie. It's nice nice talking to you, brother. And uh, give me a call if you want to hear some more tall tales. We'll do it. All right, welcome back to the Mobile Ford Studio in the Maxler parking lot. Um, that was that was Jeff uh, interviewing Richie. So Richie is doing a little work for the podcast still. He's not on always on vacation talking about hoses, so that's good. Um, Move the hose over here. It makes me want to. <laughs> it makes me really pissed that we're not fishing Schland right now. I know, I know. I I deal with this. I mean, it probably did, wasn't even as bad up there. Uh, it not. didn't seem to be. I mean, it, it was. Yesterday looked kind of gnarly. I mean, the guys were 
that were kokanee fishing. Um, it did snow on them, and but at least they didn't have much wind. Well, that's one thing he talked about is, uh, you know, I guess technically it's still winter. Yeah. You know, so. Sure. Um, you know, you, you kind of helped Jeff start some of that uh, winter kokanee fishing up there. You know, Jeff took all the credit for it, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. It, was it something you did no. when you were growing up, or was it something that just kind of, like, evolved over time? Well, I I grew up on Chelan, and, and no, we, we fished. We fished down at Lakeside in the springtime when the fish got down there, and it was it was a huge huge fishery for most of the locals. But you were lucky to catch a fish that was bigger than eight inches, mm-hmm. and that has since changed. And I'm pretty sure it's just due to the fact of of the uh, max that they put in there. You know the Chinooks they've been planting in there for years, and then they quit that program, but now you have a, a sustainable run of fish in the lake of the uh, the Chinooks. But when they put the max in there, um, I think that thinned out the fish quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, you know, obviously, Chelan is a sterile lake. And it is considered sterile because it's so clean. It doesn't have a lot of food in it and can't sustain, you know, huge, huge numbers of fish so when you start thinning out that population it obviously gives everybody else a little bit more food thus you know we catch 11 12 13 inch uh kokanee on a on a annual basis some years you know i think what was it eight nine years ago we had we were catching you could catch a limit of fish that were all solid 17 inch well, you know, it was only like, you know, I was like 2016 because that was like yeah. when I first started getting here. Yeah. Working here. And we, oh, that was the first type of fishing I started doing was fishing it, up there for those beauties. Oh, it was phenomenal. I mean, you know, that was, that was fun. I mean, that, that was a lot of fun. And like 30 feet of water right outside the launch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just unbelievable. But, uh, you know, since then, uh, it goes up and down and varies. Uh, this year they're catching. You know, a little bit bigger than what they have uh, the last couple of years. You know, they're getting a lot of thirteens, uh, fourteens. Um, Jeff's caught a few fish that he's that he's actually measured at you know fifteen, fifteen and a quarter. So they're they're good. They're really good fish. And you know, being a being a uh, Pacific salmon species, you know, uh, you can't you can't beat eating a landlocked sockeye. Have we ever talked about kokanee crack on this podcast? I, maybe once or twice. <laughs> maybe once or twice. We could be having that tonight if Jeff would have taken us out today. Yeah. But uh, the other thing that Jeff does very well at and has pretty dialed in is those Mackinac. He talked about it on there. You know, he's caught, what, 36 over 20. And yeah. I'm pretty sure I got one of those on there. Yeah. But we went out that one day with Jeff. I took my grandpa out for his 75th birthday, I think it was. And... Uh, if we did a half day trip from like, you know, seven until 11, or I think we just had to right. be off the water by noon and we caught, I think a 20 and 18, uh, 11 and an eight pounder all in like three hours. And we still had two hours of burn. He was like, you know, what? <coughs> that was good enough. And we, you know, we get on the boat and he's like, yeah, I'm gonna be honest guys. Like I haven't had any luck. Over the last like two weeks, I haven't caught any fish. Like, <laughs> oh, you know, we just want to be here and have fun, but really, we wanted to catch fish. Sure, sure. Had one of those days where it was a day of days, and actually filmed it all, and you know, it was really cool. So, oh, have I'd... you done a lot of Mackinac fishing up there? You know, I I have over the years with with Jeff and and Mark and you know Joe and and you know we've we've uh, we've fished off and on, and and the lake trout are not one of my favorite species to target you know i'd rather target the chinooks or target the kokanee or burbot or sculpins or something other than the lake trout but you know a lot of people really enjoy that that whole lake trout fishery i mean man you've got uh at least two or three full-time guides that that you know that's their mainstay Mm -hmm. and which is is phenomenal to me i mean that's uh, i love it but uh you know, the, the the first time that I ever fished lake trout ever was when I moved back over here like uh, 18 years ago. And Mark calls me and he says, "Man, you got to come up. You got you got to go try this. This is really fun." So we go up there in an evening, and the very first fish I catch is 
20 pounds on the nose. <laughs> and I'm thinking, man, this fish didn't really fight that much. And, and you know, but I mean, man, that's a nice fish. And Mark's looking at it going, God, I've never caught one that big, you know. <laughs> and so we uh, we were kind of laughing about it. And, and uh, I go home that night, you know, and... and we fished, like I said, we fished late afternoon uh, into the evening, and, and uh, I came back with oh, two or three and that one big one, and I filleted it or started filleting it, and I started gagging because of the uh, the amount of white belly fat that's inside those things. And, <laughs> and when you get those big fish, I mean, it was just, holy cow. I well, I dropped, I dropped all mine off at your house. You smoked it. It turned out okay. I'm not, I wasn't a huge fan, but everyone that ate it, because I don't eat a lot of trout anyway. Yeah. But everyone that ate it thought it was fine. Yeah. Oh, no, it smoked Just like the that. only way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one thing that we haven't really talked about is uh, the the Chinook fishing up there. And you went out, uh, I don't know whether it was last winter or the winter before. Um, it all kind of meshes together with the P word happening. But um, you went out with Heinlein and uh, fished mm-hmm. those 5.8 double D Dodgers. Um, yeah. And, you know... Were you guys dredging bottom, or are you guys, you know, uh, how deep of water were you fishing? Yeah, for? we were we were fishing the trench, and we were and we were fishing down on the bottom, uh, just like you were for Max, and had a little bit different gear. But yeah, we used the that five point eight inch double D, and and uh, had some different uh, oh chartreuse squitters and things like that. And Joe had his uh, his special special formula bait that he put on and. Yeah, we caught uh, we caught some nice fish. We caught one that was like uh, eight pounds, and another uh-huh. one about oh, probably six pounds. And you know, and you you can't beat that fish. I mean that that fish is one of the best eating fish that swims. Yeah. So, but that's that's a lot of fun. But you know, everybody can fish the kokanee, and that's exactly. that that's why you know, getting back to what we started out talking about was, you know. Early in the spring, or mid-spring, late spring, down there at, at Lakeside, everybody went out and fished the uh, the kokanee. But once they started moving back up lake, when the water starts warming up and gets up into that, you know, 65-plus degree water, they start moving back up lake and getting up into that, that colder water. Mm-hmm. And then everybody quits fishing them for the year. So you fish them in, in a month and a half two month time frame and that's it and that's all anybody really ever did but it didn't disappear no no not at all and and we started understanding more and more about about the fisheries you've got kokanee that that actually you know you've got a ton of natural spawn in that lake and you've got really the upper lake and the lower lake that are kind of segregated because of the fact, you know, you've got the Stahican River, you've got a few tributaries up there that, that have fish spawn in them. And then you've got the lower lake from like uh, Safety Harbor on down. And you've got uh, two or three small tributaries that fish live in. And I think, you know, I truly believe those fish stay down in that lower basin. The upper basin, the fish stay in the upper basin. So they, they're not traveling up and down the lake like we used to think they they did mm-hmm. and um all in all i i you know you've got some really nice fish in there from one end to the other end and some years you know you'll catch some bigger fish up lake and some years you'll catch bigger fish down lake and it just depends on water temperature the amount of food um you know all of that contributes to creating a larger fish so it's uh it's a lot of fun, and, um, you know, like you were saying, you know, Jeff and I spent a, a lot of time in the winter after that first time he and he and Pepe went out and caught some kokanee, and we started really tracking it and, and really, you know, exploiting that fishery. And I'll tell you what, it just blows my mind how many other lakes around the region that fish don't don't yeah. act or or do the same thing as what they do in Chelan. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of guys, you know, I try to get uh, a bunch of our pro staffers down in Northern California to try and, and catch those fish during the winter when they have open water. And 
everybody has an extremely difficult time catching them. Hmm. And, you know, there again, <laughs> as a typical fisherman, we, you know, we know what we know. We know what we've done. We know what works, what doesn't work. But every lake is different. And that that's what makes it so much fun is trying to figure out, you know, what works, what doesn't work, why doesn't it work, and what do I need to do to fix it. Sure. So, anyhow. Yeah, you guys uh, really popularized that lake. I think they said, uh, well, Jeff said they had, like, what, 65 boats and, like, Kokanee Junkies yeah. der- uh, Derby, you know, last month. And, uh, you know, it's just a testament to how... Uh, popular kokanee fishing is you know everyone's got their own lures and everyone's got their own you know, oh, yeah. this and that and uh we were talking to brian about it last night and he, there's 150 fish down there if you pull something through you're probably going to catch it you, you know it's a yeah. little bit more complicated than that but um you know go, go up to schland give it a try uh you can reach out to uh jeff um you know i called him earlier to see where he wanted people to reach out to him about getting a trip. But you can go to Daryl slash or Daryl dash dads.com. It has all the information to uh, book a trip with him, whether you're fishing for kokanee trout uh, or what have you. Um, thanks again to Jeff for being on the podcast. Um, hopefully you listen to this and realize how disappointed we are that we don't get to fish with you anymore. And, um, <laughs> you know, Haw- Hawkeye just misses being on the boat. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, we will be back next week. I think we have a podcast. Uh, we're going to do a podcast next week, probably. I think I have a Eric yeah. Magnuson on talking about local uh, trout trout lakes. Good. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. It's been busy time. We'd rather be on the water. Maybe we can do a podcast on the water. That's if someone good. will take us fishing, we just won't go fishing. <laughs> so if anyone, anyone wants to take us fishing, we'll, we'll bring lures. Yeah. We'll bring lures for you. Lures, bait. Whatever. Lures and bait and rods, reels. Special coffee. Yep. Special coffee. So we're going to go finish our coffee. And uh, until next week, we will talk to you later.